This piece was brought to you by Roberta's, robertaspizza.com. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network. We're a member-supported food radio network broadcasting over 35 weekly shows live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. Join our hosts as they lead you through the world of craft brewing, behind the scenes of the restaurant industry, inside the battle over school food, and beyond. Find us at heritageradionetwork.org. Hello out there. Welcome to HR and Happy Hour. It's five o'clock somewhere, and somewhere is Bushwick. I'm Kat Johnson, and I am here with my co-host, as always, Katie Mosman-Wadler. She's the executive director of HRN. How's it going, Katie? Hey, Kat. It's going great. I love Thursday at 5. Me or too. Or 5.10, as it were. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We never start at 5, but that's okay. That's okay. It's, yeah, still, it's like it, Dave Arnold or something. Dave still, Arnold time. It's, yeah, it still sounds nice. It's 5 o'clock somewhere. Um, we also have some very awesome guests in the studio today. Fresh... Uh, back from her trip to Ecuador. Me. It is Fresh as DJ Cherish the Love. How's it going, Cynthia? I'm <laughs> I, I'm oddly jet lagged for a place that is only an hour difference. It's I a long know. way away. It's very strange. Yeah. It's unexplainable, in fact. That's not jet lag. You're just like, you did a lot of things and you're tired. That might be it. <laughs> I blame everything on jet lag. I can't wait to hear more about your trip, though. We're going to talk all about Everything to tell it. you. That's just great. Mm-hmm. And then we also have uh, our an old intern and a new intern, you know. Something old, something new. <laughs> I'm the old one. <laughs> we have Hallie Crane and Hannah Forden. What's what up? up? <laughs> oh, good guys. And they're they're matching. We have to get a picture of you guys because you you're both in white dresses. We're very angelic today. It's like the first warm day. Yeah. I guess you're like on theme for Cynthia's show, mm-hmm. Wedding Cake. It's true. Oh, let's so go ahead and plug that. You guys need to get a picture with the cake. With the cake. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Speaking of I love that. We match. Um, so, well, before before we start, I, I want to start with very, very local news. We're looking out into the Roberta's dining room, and there's like a, a leak, so... Just be careful if you're coming to Roberta's tonight. There's one table. I'm sure they'll fix it. That's just the hyper-local news, though. It is uh, hyper-local. <laughs> it's in a 20-foot radius of where we're sitting, so we're acutely aware of it. Just sit outside today. It's so nice. Yeah, why um, would you be inside right now? Unless you have to do a radio show every week. <laughs> um, so we're going to kick off the show with uh, some rapid-fire headlines from the past week across the network. Not yet. That's a tease. Okay. <laughs> then we're going to highlight some announcements, uh, let you know about some awesome food events coming up around the country. And that's when we're going to wrap that up and get into our discussion with Reverend DJ Cherish the Love, because you were in one of my favorite countries in the world, and I can't wait to talk about it. We were at an orphanage, so we're going to be getting yep. into that. Yep. Um, but uh, also, after we talk about that, I really want our audience to get to learn a little bit more about the people behind the mic. Um, so these are the hardworking people who make this network possible. Hallie and Hannah are on our intern team, and they are both super devoted foodies. And they're going to talk about their passions and their experiences at Heritage Radio Network and their goals for the future. It's like it's your third, fourth round of interviews on air. Yeah. What, I'm ready. And where do you see yourself in five years? Oh, in, God. This is your life. 45 <laughs> minutes at the end of this show. <laughs> and then, um, as and always, we are going to end the show with a game of trivia, but the tables are being turned. I usually come up with trivia questions for others, for our guests. 
And this week, Hallie and Hannah are going to challenge Katie and I to trivia. Get the ta- ready. The tables have turned. Oh, my goodness. Um, okay. Uh, but first, we're on to the headlines. So let's kick off happy hour properly with a round of sake. Masahiro Takeda, importer of 250-plus Japanese beer, sake, and sochu brands, joins Akiko on Japan Eats, while Feminine About It's guest, Ken Fornataro, talks homebrewing beef broth sake. We have question marks after that. I don't really know what that means, but you should listen to the show and find out. Two question marks and an exclamation point. <laughs> we should put a photo of our show notes on for this one. Uh, this week on Snacky Tunes, Olive Kimoto of Silver Lake Ramen talks about, ready, noodle wave ramen and wrap. You see what we did there. Uh. Um, also, I like it because Olive is the name of a snack and she was on Snacky Tunes. That is good. That's good. Um, so forget farm to table. How about farm to fashionista? Kavita Parmer discusses the future of sustainable fashion this week on Magnifico Radio. And our guest, Cynthia Cherish Malloran, a.k.a. Reverend DJ Cherish the Love, That's me. Was, on hel- uh, was on Love Bites this week already about health, happiness, and how to deal when faced with dramatic uprootings. And we're going to talk a little bit more with her today. And you can stay tuned for her show, Wedding Cake, at 6 p.m. And also beer and cheese expert Martin Johnson on Cutting the Curd and Andrew Tarlow of Diner and Marlowe and Daughters on the line. They both talk about crafting careers in food here in New York. And on cooking issues, Dave and everybody's favorite punching I think it's Dave's favorite punching bag, Peter <laughs> Kim. Yeah, Dave, Dave just kind of, uh, yeah. Assign that to him. Yeah. But actually, Peter is lovely and always a good sport. Uh, they were discussing America's finest Applebee's, Golden Corral, blue cheese on meat, the uselessness of egg white omelets, waterbeds, BPA, Twinkies, and more. So just another week on cooking issues. You know, it's a shame that they don't have any strong opinions on that show. No, definitely not. <laughs> I really wish they'd take a stance on something for one. <laughs> Uh, so lastly, some food for thought. Unrecommended reading, Sierra Tishgart talks about writing for New York Magazine's food blog, Grub Street. And poet Nicole Galata talks about her blog and new collection of poems and recipes titled Eat This Poem on the Food Scene. And now I'm going to hand it over to Hallie to highlight some awesome food events. They're going to educate your mind and feed your stomach. Hey, hey, hey. If you happen to be living on the West Coast, or if you're looking for another reason to head to the beach, you can head over to my alma mater, Occidental College in Los Angeles, for one of the biggest food conferences of the year. From June 14th through the 17th, Oxy will host the joint 2007, 2000, not, that's a while ago, 2017 <laughs> annual meetings and conference of the Agriculture, Food, and Human Value Society in collaboration with the Association for the Study of Food and Society and the Society for the Anthropology of Food and Nutrition. It's a lot of societies. It's a lot of societies <laughs> with a lot of acronyms that don't really sound out very well, but they're really great um, societies. Uh, the theme of the conference is Migrating Food Cultures, Engaging Pacific Perspectives on Food and Agriculture. The keynote address is being given by Sharon Frail and includes other notable guests, such as Evan Kleinman and Jonathan Gold, as well as a plethora of other visionaries in the food industry. For more information and to buy tickets, go to oxyfoodconference.org. Yes, Oxy is short for Occidental, and that is what we call it. And that um, is O-X-Y. O-X-Y. 
And actually, the entire event is being put on by my favorite professor and renowned food sociologist, John Lang. John, if you're listening, thank you for writing my letter of recommendation to grad school. It's been great. I'll second that because we would never have found you if you weren't at NYU. Or maybe we would, but we're so grateful that you're here. Thanks, Katie. And if you're here in New York City, um, this Sunday, June 4th, Edible Brooklyn is hosting an edible and medicinal plant tour of Brooklyn. Um, It starts out at Swale on Pier 6, and it's free. Uh, You'll get to learn about edible edible and medicinal plants growing all over the city, from ginkgo biloba to dandelion. It sounds like a lot of fun. I wish I could go. Um, And you get to learn how to forage here in New York City. You can find out more information on the Edible Brooklyn events page. And I want to talk about a dinner that I'm super excited about. Um, This Saturday, June 3rd, the James Beard House is hosting the annual Georgia Grown Dinner. Uh, This is featuring all Georgia chefs. So we've got Dusty Grove, Jason Pellini, Mark Taft, Savannah Sasser, Megan Brent. Um, We have Holly Shute coming up. She's awesome. Uh, James Beard Foundation Award winner Cynthia Grobart and Jill Coolers. I really apologize if I mispronounce that name. The menu is going to feature dishes ranging from stuffed quail with glazed mustard greens to Georgia shrimp with pork belly, sweet corn gnocchi, and Georgia, Georgia oyster cream. So um, I wrote Georgie. It, says, it does say Georgie on here, but that's okay. That's a typo. Um, but it sounds so delicious. There are also always amazing wine pairings, and there are still a few seats available. So if you're here in the city on Saturday, you need to get on this. Go to jamesbeard.org for tickets, and I really hope to see you there. I just have to give an extra shout out to Holly Shute, because I think she is so cool. She was the former executive chef of the Georgia Governor's Mansion, and she served under six governors. So she's served people like presidents, Supreme Court justices, and even members of England's royal family. So she's a badass Georgia woman chef. And a regular Heritage Radio Network guest. So if you search for her name on our website, you'll find awesome episodes and you will learn a lot. Yes. I have one more announcement I want to make. Uh, we just announced our new mini-series for Bob's Red Mill oh, called yeah. Fresh Pickings. Not to toot my own horn, but I'm hosting it. And it's going to start airing on Monday. And everybody should listen and learn a little bit more about grains and all sorts of ingredients that are more interesting than you think. And you should definitely tune in on Monday for a savory and non-breakfast way to use rolled oats. Yes. Kathy Irway is going to help us think of some creative ways to use oats. Cool. Um, cool. All right. Yeah. Well, I have to move us on to some sad news this week. Uh, in radio, we like to make sure we recognize our own And this week, uh, former Sports Illustrated writer Frank DeFord passed away at age 79. Uh, Patrick Martins told me about this, and uh, we just wanted to recognize his career in uh, media and broadcast in particular. DeFord began his career at Sports Illustrated in 1962, and he left in 1989 to become the editor of The National which is a daily sports newspaper with a grandiose vision of providing in-depth sports news that actually ceased publication after only 18 months. So DeFord eventually returned to Sports Illustrated, where he most recently held the title of Senior Editor Emeritus. DeFord was awarded the National Humanities Medal by President Obama in 2013, and we are sending our deepest condolences to the DeFord family and thanks to him for a really uh, inspiring career. 
And last Tuesday, New York became the third and largest major U.S. city to guarantee that fast food companies are required to release food workers' shift schedules at least two weeks before their work week. Um, this measure provides workers with job security, allowing them time to you know, schedule and make changes. Um, and it ensures that workers know whether or not they're going to be receiving a paycheck for that week, which is helpful. Um, Mayor Bill de Blasio signed the package of bills that would cover some 65,000 fast food workers in New York City. To me, that sounds like a really good thing, and I think uh, it's something that we might want to check back with some restaurant owners and workers over the next couple of months to see, uh, once that gets implemented, what the <laughs> effects of that are. But seems like a pretty good thing. Yeah, yeah totally. All right, so <laughs> our next story, who's heard about Kofifi? Kofifi. Kofifi. <laughs> Kofifi. Kofifi. Unfortunately. Unfortunately. Uh, so no one knows what Kofifi is. Yes. I thought it was a new disease when I heard it this morning. <laughs> um, it We've got a disease first. in this country, all right. <laughs> yeah, it is. Um, so it's uh, it's from Trump's mystery tweet and newly invented word, apparently. He's uh, apparently standing behind it or something. I don't know. Really? Um, but it's gone viral. <laughs> well, he's, he was like, I meant to tweet that, I think. Um, I mean, sure. it looked like he was trying to spell coverage and then like just <laughs> had a stroke or something. <laughs> he just fell asleep mid-tweet. That's that the theory. That seems to be the only, yeah. But yeah. of course, in true like viral fashion, people are really, really leaning into it. Coffee shops are inventing their own versions of <laughs> coffee. Um, but you know, whatever. More importantly, we found out today that Trump announced that he's pulling the U.S. out of the Paris Accord. That is the um, the agreement that commits nearly every nation to action on climate change. The withdrawal plan um, could take up to four years, so the decision will really rest on the shoulders of voters in the next presidential election. So keep that in mind, everybody, and go vote. Don't forget about the midterms. And don't forget about the midterms and all the special elections that are still happening. Mm -hmm. And we'll have ongoing coverage of our participation or not in the Paris Accord and generally everything going on that affects our food system. So. Oh, I forgot to bring my visual aid, but I, I had something on this topic. Those are great for radio. Well, <laughs> I, I, it was before my reference, but I was, I can put it, uh, I can put a link to it. Well, the weather, if everyone should go to the uh, weather.com right now, the weather channel has an amazing front page right now where like every headline and photo is like, why this is bad. Here's another reason and another reason. And like everything, it's like they're, Clearly, the people at the Weather Channel are not happy. Oh, man. I'll check that out later. Um, on a little bit of a lighter note, tomorrow is National Rotisserie Chicken Day. <laughs> um, I'm a big fan of rotisserie chickens. Ever since I was a kid, those Costco uh, rotisserie chickens that you get for about $5, pretty sure those come from non-sustainable farms, but they're super delicious. <laughs> um, I'd like to give a shout out to my two favorite rotisserie chicken places in New York City, if you happen to be in New York City. If you're in L.A., you can go to Kukuru. I think it's still around. Um, but in New York City... <laughs> Thanks, David. That was great. Um, that was like a laughing chicken. Yeah, that's quite a little chicky chick. It's a heritage. It's impressive that you can make that sound while you speak. Ellie. I can't right? believe that you could do that while talking, David. You guys, I'm multi-talented. Um, but one rotisserie chicken place I really love is great for a really nice posh date night. Um, it's called Rotisserie Georgette. It is fairly new opened about like six months ago on east 60th street uh their half roasted chicken is served with a giant piece of grilled foie gras 
super delicious. Um, but m- for a more low-key, kind of casual-ish, it could be a date night still also. Go to check out Senor Pollo on uh, 14th and 1st Avenue. Uh, they have a really nice traditional pollos a la brasa um, in the traditional Peruvian fashion. Uh, anyone else have any awesome rotisserie chicken recommendations? I just have to jump in and give a shout out to my personal favorite rotisserie chicken, which uh, is made by Fleischer's Craft Butchers. Uh, I grew up in the Hudson Valley and would go to their Kingston location, which sadly is no longer open. And um, it's a staple in my childhood as well. Obsessed, <gasps> just my favorite. And the and the best thing about it is they just wrap this delicious hot rotisserie chicken in tin foil, and so I would always eat it in the car going home. <laughs> <laughs> so it like hot fingers exactly. You're like lucky if you get any for dinner (laughs) after that. Um, And you can still, well, you can't get it in Kingston. You can still get their amazing rotisserie at their location in Park Slope here in Brooklyn. And they have locations in Greenwich and everything else. Do you ladies have any favorite rotisserie chicken places in the city or elsewhere? I don't have a particular chicken place, but I do love the rotisserie duck at Zambar. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm also really upset I didn't get any chicken noises, but whatever. Oh. Come on, David. <laughs> we know only the best will do for you and your family. Oh, no, no, what no. Like nope. In your home. Uh, what is this? F- All right. F- F- I, gotta, I don't know. What, I got to talk it's over It's the this commercial place. for my favorite no. chicken place. Po- oh. Pollos Hermanos. This is Better Call Saul slash, uh, what do you call that other show? Breaking Bad. The one that everybody actually watched. I didn't watch Breaking Sure. Bad, you know, much better that show. That show um, that's the greatest okay, show of okay. all Hey, um, I just have to second hey. uh, Hallie's recommendation for an actual real store that actually exists that sells rotisserie chicken for Senor Pollo. And then I just have to throw in a plug if you are in our neighborhood around First Avenue in Manhattan. East Village, that, uh, what? Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll, yeah, we have three awesome neighbors in here today. Stytown represents. Represents Stytown. Um, it's not rotisserie, but one of my favorite chicken things to eat around where we live is at Petita Bay on for, like 20th Street and 1st Avenue. It's a Belgian place, mm. and they make a chicken and waffles for brunch <gasps> that is so good. Yum. Um, and they also have a really outrageous bottomless brunch situation, which I still haven't recovered from the first time and only time that I went to that like a year ago. But I do aspire to go back one day. I feel oh, so like liver is back. We can like easily turn this show into just like restaurant recommendations for yeah, an hour. Quick shout out to Peppa's Jerk Chicken in Flatbush. Mm. Ooh, that's my spot. Mm, nice. Oh, also in I have bush. to because I went there last night. Miss Lily's on Seventh um, oh, so and A has really great jerk chicken and some pretty delicious punch. I have one last restaurant recommendation since I just moved. <laughs> it's very off topic. It's very off topic. Um, on Broadway in Bushwick, border of Bushwick and Stytown. Great Italian spot, Santa Panza. And Do they have it. rotisserie chicken? No, I said it was off topic, but it's good. Oh, oh. All right, that's, just, that's my last restaurant recommendation. All right, um, so guys, off topic. I like pizza. <laughs> it's very good. Hey, Roberta's. I had the mushroom risotto. <laughs> I just had to. I had to give uh, Brooklyn some shout outs because it just felt like it was too sty town up in here. Yeah, Kat and I have no to make sure. Thing. No Brooklyn such thing as too sty town. <laughs> No such thing. It's a sty over there. Right. Oh, please. We've heard them all before. Yeah. Okay. Um, right before we go to break, 
Anna and Hallie, I want to give you guys a chance to introduce yourselves and tell us a little bit about how you came to HRN. Hallie, you're gesticulating, but we're going to start with you because you've been here longer. (laughs) So tell us about what's going on with you at NYU. How did you come to HRN and what are your goals in life? Um, Well, goals in life to eat a lot of delicious food. I think that's working out pretty well so far. Um, I'm from Los Angeles, like I said before, and I came to NYU Food Studies through the recommendation of that guy I said before, John Lang. I always wanted to be in the food industry. Apparently, on my fifth birthday, I asked for a creme brulee torch, (laughs) and my mom knew ever since then that I was a little bit food obsessed. Don't know if I actually got that creme brulee torch, because I would not want to give five-year-old me any anything like that uh too too dangerous um i keep looking at my script thinking that i'm saying something but no i'm pulling it out of my brain um (laughs) (laughs) so i came to nyu um i'm in the uh, masters of food studies program um my undergrad degree is i have uh i majored in urban and environmental policy with a focus in food policy and now i'm working at heritage radio and the james beard foundation living in New York City. I'm about to reach my one-year anniversary of living in New York City, and I just love that we can eat so many different things while walking around. Like, you can go on eating tours all the time in New York City, and you can't do that in Los Angeles. Los Angeles is great, but you have your car, and you kind of always have to be driving to a specific restaurant location, and you're kind of stuck there. But when you're in New York City, you get to just taste all day long. So I really think it's the perfect city for a foodie like me. And I'm, yeah, pretty cute. Pretty cute, right? Uh, Yeah, it's been great. Great answer, great answer. Thanks, Heritage. Tell around family feud. New York is better than L.A. That's the moral of the story. (laughs) There's pros and cons. No, wrong. Okay, and <laughs> whoa. Hannah, uh, introduce yourself. Hello, everyone. Uh, my name is Hannah Forden, and I am an old intern. Um, I am You're no a new intern. In, but I'm a new, new to Heritage Radio. You're new to us. Old to the world. Um, <laughs> I'm the old one, withering away. <laughs> says baby face. Um, so uh, I, this is only my second full day at Heritage Radio, and uh, so far it's been fabulous. Every day I've been handed a plate of meat um, <laughs> during my work day, which is something I'm never going to argue with or say no to. And usually alcohol is soon to follow. So basically I'm never leaving. Um, Great. Our plan is working. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, so I am working on figuring out what my next step is going to be in the food industry. And I'm getting so much inspiration from being around all of the hosts and people who work at Heritage Radio and heritage foods um basically i just want to eat make talk about write about food um in in any capacity so it's been a lot of fun well we're so glad to have you with us um can i feel like people who are listening might be curious to know about like what is like a day in the life of an hrn intern or like what are some of the things that you guys love or hate working on (laughs) (laughs) Well, typically... Trick question. Trick question, right? Uh, This is like court. Like, you have to tell the truth because it's on the radio. Right, right. (laughs) Well, like Hannah said, we get handed a lot of meat. So if if you guys don't know about this, Heritage Radio Office is located in the warehouse that that distributes 
the Food for Heritage Foods USA. And when so, we say warehouse, we mean like exactly what you would think of when you think of warehouse. So it's it's like there's big fridges and it's wide open and the doors are always open so you can see the rain or the sunshine. Yeah, when they're open. Yeah. <laughs> you were not here during the winter oh, time. <laughs> um, but there's meat everywhere all the time, which is awesome. But typically a day starts, you know, we mosey on in, get to see our beautiful bosses, Kat and, and Katie. There's oh, usually stop. Some, yeah, there's usually a really cute dog. I'm like handing Hallie $20 yeah. every time. <laughs> Keep going. There's dogs yeah. everywhere, which you would think would be an issue with all of the meat. But for some reason, these dogs are so well behaved and don't go nuts. <laughs> they're full. Yeah, yeah. They're, they have so, more than enough meat. Yeah, but typically we just we help out uh, Katie and Kat in whatever way possible. Um, we we write actually this show every week. That's that's one of our our, our duties. So we wrote this script today. We um, do some research to make that happen. And if there's ever a food event coming up, like Charleston or Mercantile or uh, Bread Symposium, we do research about all of the chefs beforehand, create a schedule for Kat and Katie, and create a list of interview questions for all of them along with bios. So we pretty much fully prepare them so when they get there, they are just ready to hit the ground running, do some recording. Um, we also do some transcriptions, which is something new that... Uh, is really, really fun, and, and I say that <laughs> with a little bit of sarcasm, but uh, for for times that we need to help support uh, hosts, um, we do that as well. For some social media stuff, we can uh, we ass- assist with social media, so we pretty much do whatever um, needs to be done around here, and all of the... Uh, all of them are all the activities are very educational, and we're not just getting coffee, and we're pretty much um, really happy interns, right, Hannah? I'm a happy intern. <laughs> yeah, I'm a very happy intern, and I have to say it's been great to like do so much research because every single day I'm learning something new about um, whether it's a person or a um, even like public policy. There's a whole lot of research and learning that happens every day, which is exciting. Nice. Yeah. I feel like the secrets out that like. The interns make us look good. Yeah, like the illusion of us being prepared for things is like <laughs> yeah, really do, just all, all of their the hard work. work. <laughs> so did they pass the test? They're the best. With flying colors. Flying colors. You're fired. Amazing. Well, I'm really glad to have you guys on the show today because um, I, I know that usually you spend a lot of time behind the scenes and I just want to really showcase you guys and tell the world that you are the best and they should all be very Aww. jealous that we have you. Yep. Um, so and with that, we're going to take a quick commercial break and we'll be right back. of men and women who shed not only their clothes, but also their... My name is Brandon Boy, co-owner of Roberta's, a super-duper awesome place. Roberta's is a very, 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 very proud sponsor of the Heritage Radio Network. We're also super awesome. Thank you, Heritage. Thank you, Roberta's. Thanks, Brandon. 
Um, so we are all looking forward to a very eventful weekend with everything that we described earlier. But right now, we're super excited to welcome our beloved friend of Heritage Radio, host of Primary Foods and the new Wedding Cake and Kick-Ass DJ, Cynthia Cherish Malloran. Hi. Hey, hey, hey. What up, girl? Hey. So, Cynthia, I yes. had the applause side down for a second. Just I soak, it in. soak it in. So, you just got back from Ecuador. Um, tell us why, why you were down there and what you did. I guess, in short, um, I've adopted this role of becoming a music missionary. Mm. I think that's yeah. the best way to... Speaking of primary food, which is everything you do in life that nourishes you before you eat, uh, music Playing with music, playing with people, hanging out, you know, like all that stuff that's fun and dancing and everything is is part of primary food. And so I have been uh, working with kids and teens over the past several years from uh, incarcerated young people at Rikers Island, DJing there, uh, Girl Scouts, Girls Club, and uh, found this, well, let's, let's back up. I was invited by Erwin Musper, who was a recording engineer for... Small groups like Bon Jovi hmm. and no big deal. You know, okay. I think I've heard Def of that Leopard, one. You know, like little, little groups like that. <laughs> and uh, Micah both from Unfuck the World, they invited me to come down, and they said, "Hey, you want to come down and meet these orphans and maybe do a music program with them?" And I said, "Sure, I have so much to teach them." You go there thinking you're going to teach kids stuff, and they teach you. I came back, literally not even. 36 hours ago and I am so confused because I got I got back and I'm looking around New York City and I'm like nothing makes sense it's like I'm looking at people's faces we've got everything here and nobody's smiling meanwhile I was at the orphanage had 60 kids I had um, 9, 10 or 11 uh, girls that I was teaching DJing to happy all the time and you would think, you know, that that wouldn't be the case, but it was really eye-opening, and, and that's a message I want to put out there, like, you know, we might have, like, so much stuff, but there's something about having so much stuff that isn't where happiness lies. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I, I sat with that and thinking, like, okay, what's that primary food that they've got? They've got each other. What I noticed is that they were hugging each other all the time. Because there's 60 kids in, like, 52 weeks in a year, there's always a birthday happening. Mm -hmm. Like, at least a birthday, you know, a week. So they're always eating cake. Nice. (laughs) I love. This is a theme in your life. Totally. uh, And they're always dancing. When is the last time you danced? Think about it. Wow. You know? So they're dancing, like, every day, hanging out. And and that said a lot. You know, it it tells me that we need to let loose Mm -hmm. a lot more. And enjoy the minutes in life instead of like this picture of like success and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, loved it, loved it. I loved watching your social media on Facebook and Instagram. You had some awesome pictures. There's videos and pictures. Yeah. I mean, these moments when these girls are learning the DJ controller, you can see it in their eyes, like, oh my god, you know. And then they were playing with it and they were attempting, you know, to manipulate music with it. It was so humbling and. Not wait to go back and actually bring some gear. Mm-hmm. I brought a router, not realizing. I mean, I brought the router. It was bought. They said, "Hey, can you bring it?" Because there's no postal service there. What? There's no post. No, like the buildings don't have addresses, right? So I was a tech mule. <laughs> Basically, went to Staples, brought the router, and didn't understand until days later the impact of having a router 
because we have internet like mm. in our pockets. Mm-hmm. Once they had the router, they were able to explore YouTube and play any music they want. They lost their minds. Lost their minds. That's such a game changer. <sighs> huge, huge. They can listen to Heritage Radio now. Yes, they can. <laughs> and they will. I feel like they probably want to listen to like, Justin Bieber yeah. more than Heritage Radio. It, maybe. <laughs> Is yeah. he still around? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Is he still Very much so. He just there? released a track, um, Despacito, and it's mm-hmm. half in Spanish and English. Yeah. And he's actually singing it in Spanish, and I don't think it's perfect but the kids love it yeah Whoa. and speaking of music there you know i we had kids from age two months to forever 17 so like you know no one turns 18 so that they don't leave kind of a thing and there were kids who were dancing to music that had lots of uh sexual entendre <laughs> so for me knowing the english i'm like mm, this is awkward but they have no idea they don't care <laughs> yeah, they don't care wow yeah did you get to listen to any uh, local music while you were totally. there? Totally. What it discoveries did you make? Cumbia. Cumbia. I oh love God. cumbia. And the oh. dancing that goes with it oh my is God. amazing. You, I have That's videos of it. Like, like the rhythms. Mm-hmm. One thing I also noticed, like, you could be a kid like two years old and you know how to dance. Mm. I mean, their body movement. And <laughs> it was just amazing. And, yeah. and I, I stood there being really inspired by that and wanting to include more move, more movement in future projects that I do. Mm-hmm. Because I think that's incredibly healing. I think that uh, compound years of not moving adds to sedentary illnesses. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, that seems like right. And these kids, just as they're moving, they're smiling. So that has to be good. Wow. You know? I want to ask you, too, Hallie was mentioning all the social media that you did. You, like, just always are posting so much incredible stuff when you're traveling. What, what, like, what role do you think social media plays in your, in your uh, music missionary kind of role in, like, all of your travels? Super simple. Awareness. Awareness. I have a, uh, a goal to create a, a fundraiser for the garden that we're trying to build with them. So I do- donated some of my DJing at Whole Foods funds to create planter boxes so that the boys who are separated from the girls once they turn teen uh, are going to be growing their own little like mini farms so that they would learn responsibility and sharing and things like that and, and how to cook. So showing that and showing what comes from donations, I think it's just, we need to see it. Because mm-hmm. I didn't mm-hmm. know that it existed. They didn't have a router. They couldn't have shown that to us. And now that we have the technology, I was like, I need to share this. Also, I feel like it balances what's going on in our nation, which is kind of, mm, I don't mm-hmm. know the word. Mm-hmm. So to see there things no like words. that. Fe-fe. There are no words. Fe-fe. Very fe-fe. <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> To see that, I feel like, is a little bit of a respite, a little bit of, like, hope, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know. And you can still do something. Like, these kids will still be growing after this guy is out of office. We can still contribute Mm -hmm. to good things, and we'll just get through it. And I also wanted to make people aware that they can help and feel good. In, as, in the ways I did, too. Mm-hmm. So once that's established, I'll let everybody know. Yes, please. In and the meantime, yeah. can you tell us your social media handles so that people can find and see all of your photos and videos and amazing things that you posted the last couple of weeks? Instagram, I would say, is the best place, which would be at DJ Cherish the Love, love spelled L-U-V. 
Awesome. Check it out. Thank you. Tell us quickly your favorite thing that you ate while you were in Ecuador. And I know that it's going to vary a lot between like the coast and Quito. So if you need to choose a few. No, there's one thing. Okay, what? Totally. The patacones. Oh, yeah. The flattened, (laughs) fried, salted plantains. Ooh. I want to go to there. I think I ate more salt in the past two and a half weeks than I have in my entire life. But I loved it. Did you get to eat also the similar food that is one of my favorite Ecuadorian words of yapingachos? Yapingachos, <laughs> absolutely. Yapingachos, which are like, I guess, fried patties of what kind of meal is Le- that? Leftover is it- mashed potatoes and cheese. That's what it is. <laughs> so, you know, fry anything potato. It's like amazing. Yeah. Yapingachos, yeah. I saw they served like a, a sunny side up egg on it. They served everything oh, on yeah. it. Oh, it's basically God. the base of yummies. <laughs> Did you eat koi? No. Uh, and what is koi? That is guinea pig. I did not. Oh, wow. <laughs> I wouldn't have eaten that either, I don't think. No, I had a oh. guinea pig as a pet. Oh, I know. That's wrong. No. I wouldn't do that. I love guinea pig. Wait a minute. Did you ask me that because you've eaten it? Oh, I've eaten it a few times. Yeah, a lot of Katie. times, actually. You monster. But I never had one as a pet. You My monster. class had one in third grade. But, like, I, I don't know. I was living in a different culture. They eat and their babies, too. I mean, like, the I guinea mean, pigs? those are the best ones. Yeah. <laughs> eat them. The oh, yeah. guinea pig fed guinea pigs. No. I mean, I did, like, explain to, like, the family that I was living with, like, oh, haha, you know, in my country, these are pets for children. And they were like, what? Well, um, something that was very odd in Quito was these, I don't, I'm not sure what it's called, but maybe espuma is what they were describing it as. It's ice foam? cream but not ice cream. It's more like meringue. Hmm. So you'll see people with ice cream and it's not melting and you're wondering, oh, yeah. why is that oh, not yeah. melting? <laughs> it's like, it's like kind of like cotton candy hybrid. Like. It's, in, it's, it's, it's if uh, ice cream, cotton candy, and foam had a baby. Mm. Yeah. Which does melt, yeah. That's fun. Yeah. yeah. It's pretty weird. Um, I'm <laughs> <a> <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, what he said. Did you eat ceviche? Yes, I had I had a bowl of ceviche that was pretty incredible, and we had it on the beach, which was pretty incredible. And I realized I need to be on the beach more, mm-hmm. yes. which is pretty incredible. And um, that's missing in my life more more beach. Love the beach. More more cowbell. More beach. beach. <laughs> Two things we all need more. We're of. all going to Jacob Reese, right? Saturday. Yeah, see you there. there you Team trip. Party. Sweet. Stay tuned. Uh, yeah. For an announcement. Yeah. yeah. But not um, today. But well, soon. Should we, are we going to, do we have more questions for Cynthia or do we going to do trivia? I have so many, but I'm going to stay tuned <laughs> to Wedding Cake. I'm assuming yes. you're going to make some mentions tonight as well. Perhaps. Oh, Perhaps yeah. a few. Perhaps. Um, but thank you again so much for being on with Thanks us for today. having me on, Bentha, so I can vent. Doing <laughs> this trip and doing the great work that you're doing. Thank, thank you. you for your social media posts that make us all happy. Thank you, Yay. Cynthia. I'm living vicariously through you. All right. Hannah and Hallie, take it away with trivia. Okay. So today on Heritage Radio Network Trivia, the tables have turned. We, the interns, are going to test our bosses. Basically, the inmates are running the prison or whatever that saying is. Um, The patients are, I don't know. Patients are running the asylum. That's what it is. That's what it is. So we're going to be quizzing our bosses and the lovely Cynthia. Um, So take it away, Hallie. 
you know, I've been working here for a few months now, and I've really wanted to do this. So how does it feel now that the tables have turned? <laughs> I'm very excited. I'm pretty lady. excited. I'm not I as confident as, like, trivia. Patrick probably is going trivia. This is we not going to be will, as easy. Will's back there now, so we can ask him for phone a friend, too. I will. Oh, can we? I will. Is that allowed? Yes. Yeah. Okay, cool. He won't, he won't talk on the radio, though. He can pass Aww. us a note. Send us a text, Will. Okay, so. We're not going to use his last name, either. Yep. <laughs> Your first question is... The word radio is derived from the Latin for Latin word radius. What does it mean? Yes, Cynthia. Arm. No. No. <laughs> Sorry, that's not correct. Do we have anyone who wants to steal? Radius is like... The I like it's like a circle. I don't know. I took Latin. Yeah, I should know. Ding, ding, ding. Wait. Circle? Well, yeah, it's round, right? So uh, you were close. So it means um, spoke of a wheel, oh, or, or that's so beam of light, <laughs> oh, which is I thought was ray. really cool. A ray, so yeah. it's kind of like ra- radio waves. Cue Madonna. <laughs> <laughs> that was a little far stretched. If you know, circle, wheel, a little different. Yeah, but did you know that we didn't actually know anything about radio? <laughs> Nothing at all. But so how about something about food? Um, so. If you didn't know, pepper is the most popular spice sold in the world. But what is the second most popular spice so- sold in the world? Spice. So spice. not not salt. Because that's no. no, 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 there no. Must be more. Who salt. knows? That, that could. That was my guess. That could be an option. <laughs> I'm going to say cinnamon. I was going to go cinnamon too. Oh, that's a good guess. Katie, what's your last? What about vanilla. Mm-hmm. Curry? Uh, no, you guys are all wrong. It's actually mustard. Uh, oh come on! Of course. Uh, that makes sense. Followed yeah. by ketchup. Yeah, it's and not a spice. Uh, <laughs> ketchup is not a spice. JK. It is if you do it right. It's America. Yeah, spice it up. You're doing Meatloaf. it wrong. <laughs> okay, so I have a question specifically for our Ecuador expert. Um, so, Cynthia, what is Ecuador the number one exporter of? It's a food product. I want to say chocolate. It is and, not chocolate. And it's not chocolate. I have a guess. What could it be? Okay, what's your guess? Shrimp? No, what? I'm sorry. <laughs> The correct answer is actually bananas. Oh, oh I knew that. Of course. Of course. Uh, didn't you study abroad there, Katie? I totally yeah, just failed. Yeah, you should see the We're shrimp farming poorly. situation that's going on. They're destroying the mangroves, girl. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, way to, way to try to use science to cover up the fact that you got it wrong. I'm totally <laughs> wrong. I can accept that 100%. But guess what? Bananas are pretty soon to go extinct there, too. So Yeah, because they're all clones. Because they're right? viruses. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, what is the only essential vitamin not found in the white potato? The only essential vitamin. K. It is not K. <laughs> I think she was just saying, like, K. I'm getting okay. ready to answer the question. <laughs> that was Are not her final answer. Are <laughs> you going to the mall later? I'm going to say calcium. It is not calcium. <laughs> the correct... Vitamin. You want to D. Guess? Come on, Katie. No. A. Yes, it's A. Oh. It was only like the it's ten. Too guess. obvious. Yeah, <laughs> that was close, you guys. Good job. How many letters are in the alphabet? We're doing very. Um, we don't know anything about radio or food. Or <laughs> You're all fired. We're taking over. The interns are taking over. <laughs> we have been disqualified. Please consider this a mutiny. <laughs> we bet the shipping containers on this game. Oh no, we're ruined. <laughs> Hannah and I are taking over. Uh, so Ecuador, one more question about Ecuador. Awesome. Ecuador was the first country to declare that what has constitutional rights. It's an in, 
you could say this is an inanimate object. What? But this is a... It's more of an abstract. It's more of an concept. It's a concept. It's a thing. It's an idea. (laughs) Katie, what? What could this be, Katie? It's Kofi I'm going to go with... Well, just like based on what was going on when I was there, I'm going to say Banks. What? No. It's much more optimistic. (laughs) Much much broader. The environment. Happiness. Oh, ding, ding, ding. You got it right. It's the environment. Oh, hey. Yeah, yeah. In 2008, Ecuador declared that nature has constitutional rights, making it the first country in the world to do so. This means that they do not treat it as property, but recognize its right to exist, persist, maintain, and regenerate its vital cycles. That's what I needed to hear to expatriate there. Meanwhile, in the the U.S., we say corporations are people. That's cool. Yeah, well, Ecuador has cool laws because also, in part, they have mandatory voting. Oh, that's awesome. I wish we had that. You must have an opinion. (laughs) You must. Yeah. Wow, cool. I mean, it forces you to do a little research, I would hope. Okay, so I have a question. (laughs) Okay, so now this question is about radio. Um, In what year did, I'm going to butcher this name, Guglielmo Marconi send the first radio message across the Atlantic Ocean from England to Newfoundland? So what year was that? 1827. (laughs) Cat majored in, I'm pretty sure, broadcasting. Come on, My Kat. major was actually called radio, television, and film. So this is embarrassing. <laughs> Big deal. Uh, so like one third of it was useless. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I'm going to go with like 1909. Real close. Real close. I'm going to say 03. Real, also even closer. Nicena one. Yes! Hey! That degree was worth it. So (laughs) worth it. (laughs) Nice work. Uh, Next question. Guglielmo Marconi, the inventor of the radio, was the great-grandson of the founder of what famous liquor company? Bacardi. Nay. Marconi. (laughs) Nay. Uh, (laughs) Campari? Nada. Or what country? A liqueur or nope. a liqueur? Cynthia, you want to give a guess? No, I have no idea. All right, well, Marconi... Wait, yeah? Is it vermouth? Nope. No, you guys are all... It's all <laughs> wrong. But <laughs> Marconi was the great-grandson of John Jameson. What? Founder of Jameson oh. Irish like Whiskey. You should get a round of shots really right tricky. now. Major trick question. Jameson shots in the studio. Now. David. <laughs> okay, so... I'm not the waiter. <laughs> Gossel. Gossel. I think we have okay. time for one more. Okay. Um, or, okay. Or I'm gonna, okay. So the restaurant Louis Thirteenth in Salerno, Italy, makes the most expensive pizza in the world. It features buffalo ma- mozzarella, three types of caviar, lobster from Norway and Salento, and is lightly dusted with hand-picked grains of pink Australian sea salt. It takes 72 hours to make. How much does it cost? 2,700 euros. That's a little high. Really? 1,000 euros. That's close. 1 million euros. <laughs> That's just silly. Eight, 783 euros. So um, I'm going to give you the answer in dollars. 2 okay. billion yen. It is $1,200. Wow. Whoa. So Roberta's needs to step up their game, I think. Just change. <laughs> this is the first time... Um, well, I'm not. Never mind. Um, <laughs> Sorry, what? Nothing. 
All right. Well, show's over. We lost trivia. And that's our show. The interns we have won. Had our asses handed to us by the intern team. <laughs> Nicely done, you guys. <laughs> Thanks Thank to you. Hallie and Hannah, our interns, for being awesome all the time. Thanks to Cynthia for telling us all about her trip to Ecuador. Yay! Yay! yay. Thanks, David, for being our fearless engineer, a stalwart of an engineer, bastion stalwart. of the community. And thanks, Katie. Thanks, Kat. All right, that's it. Thanks, See you boss next week. ladies. Thanks, See you next week. We're going to have Joanne telling the story of her best day ever. It's going to be amazing. And oh, then we're I know also, this story. And then we're also having Jordan Salcedo of Ramona and Bella Swines on our show. And we're going to be drinking wine coolers. It's going to be great. Yes. See you next week. Bye. 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 Thanks for listening to Heritage Radio Network, food radio supported by you. For our freshest content and to hear about exclusive events, subscribe to our newsletter. Enter your email at the bottom of our website, heritageradionetwork.org. Connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at heritage underscore radio. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization driving conversations to make the world a better, fairer, more delicious place. And we couldn't do it without support from listeners like you. Want to be a part of the food world's most innovative community? Rate the shows you like, tell your friends, and please join our community by becoming a member. Just click on the beating heart at the top right of our homepage. Thanks for listening. Yeah.